We're back. Welcome to EG Like Sunday Morning. Uh, apologies if we ruined your previous Sunday, but we were thwarted in finding a suitable recording time because all our reporters were running around the streets of Cannes, grabbing all the scoops. I'm happy to say they are now back from Mipim uh, and they're all here for a bumper episode. But not only do we have Akansha Sonny, Shante Behitigay and Evelina Grachenko to share their debut Mipim experiences, but we also have the coolest man on the croisette, none other than Tim Burke. Uh, how are you all feeling after your exertions last week? Exhausted. Yeah, Am I, I speaking for everyone? No, that's, that's <laughs> exactly how I was feeling. <laughs> I even uh, left this week off, like, without meetings beforehand <laughs> to make sure I'll get enough rest. Uh, and Tim, I'm, I'm right, you, you've been to Mippin before, haven't you? you? You're an old hand. I have been to Mipin before, but never for EG. So I did it twice for financial news. Um, mm -hmm. So this year was the first year that I was at, that it was actually hard work to do Mipin. So in a way, it was kind of my first proper Mipin, where um, it didn't feel like a bit of a jolly. Not that I didn't work very hard um, for financial news when I was out there, but you know, not mm. not really busting a gut. Shout out to uh, all the old financial news crew there. Uh, and and everyone else, uh, it, it was it was your first time. So so what was it what was it like? Yeah, we were all newbies there, trying to figure out on the map how to find the right stand. <laughs> that was the hardest bit, navigating and trying to get your bearings as to where you're going for different things. I think that was probably the trickiest part. At this point, I'm going to tell Akansha that her microphone is off on a podcast, which is not <laughs> uh, not conducive. What is happening today? <laughs> <laughs> and I might just leave that that bit in just to embarrass her. But yeah, uh, Akanksha, yes, you were you were about to tell us about your yes. debut Mipim experience. Yeah, I think I really underestimated how big that venue was going to be because I stacked in a lot of meetings one after the other, and then it was just I was late for every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think but, by day two or three, you realise that being technically late is like the normal thing. Yeah. It is. You, you wouldn't even expect anyone to come yeah. in like on time. <laughs> Being 10 minutes late is 15 minutes early. Is that, is that the mm. philosophy? Yeah. Can I can I just absolutely. say these um, these three were absolutely brilliant out there. Like we're saying, you when you do your first MIPIM, everyone tells you what it's going to be like, but then you don't really know what it's going to be yeah. like until you get out there and you just think, oh, wow, okay, this is it. Um, and it, it I think it can be a bit of a shock to the system. And it was... It was a joy to see our reporters here running around town, meeting old friends, making new friends, trading all the gossip, getting some brilliant stories and, and coming back with loads of great stuff and, and great leads as well. It would, they were they absolutely knocked out of the proverbial park. Can I get a hell yeah from the reporters? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well done, team. And then yeah, Tim's pride was, was evident uh, in, in group messages and, and mm -hmm. any time we, we heard from him. So uh, that's well deserved. Uh, hell yeah from me as well. Um, obviously, it's it's been a little bit of a rocky start uh, to 2023. But uh, I do gather that the sun was shining in Cannes. So how would you sum up the overall mood? It was an odd atmosphere because you had, you're right, the sun was shining, everyone was knocking back the rosé as you'd expect, but mm. the, the week happened with this kind of unfolding banking crisis. So it was quite mm. odd to be having conversations with people, particularly in the, in, in the investment market, about things like when we might see a corner turned in terms of values, when you might see deal flow start to pick back up, and just to have 
bubbling away this this situation that was changing by the hour by the day you know we were talking about um svb a lot at the start of the week and then the credit suisse situation started to unfold and get worse so it, it made for quite an odd it made for quite an odd atmosphere to be um um uh, to be there in in the sunshine sort of talking talking deals talking investment and whatnot but but to know that um quite a lot of stuff was really hitting the fan um sort of in the broader in the broader markets yeah it was really bizarre it was it's weird being in such a confined space with all you know commercial real estate professionals while something like that is unfolding because it feels like it's exacerbated just by the fact that you're all together and everybody's got the same sense of doom and and you know everybody's overwhelmed but it was it was interesting I don't know from a London office's perspective I think investment wise it was a very different MIPIM to MIPIMs in the past few years from what I'd heard um I think people were using it as an opportunity to kind of gauge what international sentiment was um just get people you know face to face and kind of figure out what the outlook was from you know other countries looking in at London and seeing and at the UK and seeing what you know people thought in terms of investing and in the current market so I think yeah it was interesting yeah the people are also asking journalists questions as well like oh what are you hearing from other people it's interesting <laughs> yeah tell me what others are saying well they do I mean there seems to have been plenty of business going on uh, and, and plenty of things that were unearthed uh, by all of you during your 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 days uh, at MIPIM so so let's go around uh, from everyone and, and tell me what your 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 biggest stories were uh, from MIPIM the ones that really got your your journalistic blood pumping uh, who wants to go first on that Tim Tim <laughs> go on there. yeah why not <laughs> my fa- my favorite sit down in the week and this is this is always a pleasure to catch up with this guy is um was chatting with John Slade who that you can't you can't name a part of the agency world that that guy hasn't um hasn't worked in at some point and so Shante and I got the chance to sit down and have a natter with him um about well we talked a lot about investment first of all we talked about his tips for how to make the most from MIPIM which was good fun and the, the bottom Brilliant line was tips. pace yourself <laughs> pace yourself he said every year when I'm getting on that plane I tell myself you've got to pace yourself. And then I said, just because I wanted to be very clear when I wrote something up, I said, you do mean don't get too pissed, don't you? And he said, that's exactly what I mean. <laughs> um, but we were we were chatting about, and Shante will be able to speak more on this in a minute, but we were talking about um, what's been happening with London office values. And again, it's sort of interesting. This was, um, this was Tuesday that we spoke to John and he was, he was saying, with yields where they are now for, good quality London offices, he can't see why people wouldn't be, as he put it, filling their boots, jumping in um, and and trying to pick up a bargain. From conversations then over the course of the week, I wonder if with that unfolding banking situation, um, even he might have changed his mind by the end of the week. I think now people are talking about um, a bottom, bottoming out of that market being pushed back maybe even a little further than we than we thought. So it was, yeah, it was quite fun to get his thoughts at the start of the week um, and then compare that to how sentiment seemed to be shifting a little bit, just, even just day by day over the course of the conference. Yeah, Shante, uh, tell us tell us more. Tim's given you, uh, given you the platform. Yeah, well, I mean, that was kind of the, the sort of theme of a lot of conversations I was having whilst we were out at MIPIM and it, it's been 
sort of bookended, I suppose, at MIPIM. But that's a conversation that's been going on for the last few months about when's the bottom of the market, you know, going to come, when a value is going to hit the trough. And um, in terms of investment, I think, look, it's, it's a really it's 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 a fun, interesting topic to talk about right now in particular, because nobody really knows. And and that's the ultimate takeaway is that people can guess, but nobody knows when that bottom of the market is going to come. And we don't really have the data points to be able to say anything with certainty yet. And they're starting to come through, which is obviously going to be really helpful for moving things forward. But right now, it depends whether you talk to an investor or a developer or an agent as to what side of the coin you're going to you're going to get. And uh, Evelina and Akanksha, it, it does seem that that your areas of specialism are perhaps a little bit uh, more buoyant uh, than, than uh, the, the city offices market. So you, you were coming up with scoop after scoop. Uh, so tell us what some of your uh, strongest stories were. Um, Evelina, you want to go first? Uh, yeah, that's fine. And I was actually going to point out that um, it was really good to see uh, a good presence from the regions this year because mm-hmm. we had both Liverpool, Manchester, Cardiff, West Midlands, all of them went here and all of them had uh, a bit a bit of on offer, including life sciences opportunities. But for the future, I would perhaps love to see more life sciences developers and investors coming to the event because I was struggling to kind of find... Uh, people from this sector, well, I'm sure there, there are plenty of opportunities for them and like they, they have to shout out about them. Uh, a bit louder, I'll say, although this is like just an emerging sector and, you know, uh, so many travel investors have left now. So as they're a bit stabilized, so it would be good to see more of their presence like in the future on the MIPM. But yeah, I'm quite glad that I managed to balance between those two. And there were a couple of interesting stories that uh, we found uh, from the regions. So uh, yeah, one of those were leasing deals and leads. Uh, so they're developing the innovation arc in the city and uh, Wellington Place is a part of it. And it's good to see uh, the big names moving into the city. So Lloyd was the biggest deal in the region and uh, the building quickly uh, led after that to GLL and uh, other guys. Uh, so yeah, and uh, another one from the regions was about the collaboration between the Aston University and Brunswick. So they will be developing uh, the massive site that the university owns. And uh, yeah, so still turning to the life sciences there were a couple of interesting things going into the sector and we managed to find the three favorite locations for Lydia to move from for uh so yeah we'll be excited to see which one of those three will make at the end because it's been quite an ongoing story and uh yeah, the other one was British Land managing to a letter 50,000 square foot building to, uh, yeah, at uh, the Surrey Research Park. So, again, some movement around London. So, yeah, Oxford and Cambridge are a bit struggling with the space, but hopefully mm-hmm. it will be sorted shortly. So, yeah, life sciences leads from London are getting there. Okay, sounds like you, you had a busy few days. And uh, Akanksha, uh, what were your greatest hits? Well, Razi had a blast this year. There's so much going on. It's my very first meeting in was Alex Pisa watching Jones. 
And yeah, he was very late because of the airport lines. But when he mm. did get there, he just kind of went, oh, yeah, we're looking for 500 million for forward funding deals for all our PBSAs. <laughs> like, yes, <laughs> tell me what. <laughs> Worth a bait, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so Work Insurance is looking for forward funding deals for their Birmingham, Bristol and Guildford PBSAs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then following that, I had a meeting with PGM Real Estate as well, who is looking to spend 700 million in various strategies, um, core and uh, um, fund up, funding up strategy to invest in PBSAs, later living, offices, industrial data centers, and last mile logistics. They're so just going all over the board. Um, so that was a good one as well. Um, but I guess my greatest story from MIPIM was um, the Night Dragon scheme in Greenwich Peninsula. Mm-hmm. They are looking to forward fund uh, Peninsula Quays uh, portion of their master plan for 500 million. Uh, excellent stuff. Yay. So, yeah, you you, uh, <laughs> you sound like you're in your element, Akanksha. Absolutely. Yeah, it was so much fun. Um, I also had a, tough, a meeting with Telford. Homes and uh, and Kavanaugh's kind of like ask us about the building safety pledge. We just signed it. Like, All right, <laughs> if you insist. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, uh, they uh, had just spoken to their um, uh, owners in uh, the US the night mm-hmm. before on um, Wednesday night. So yeah, that's the first story about on Thursday. So it's a great end to Mipham. Yeah, right place, right time. Um, and uh, news aside. Uh, as important as that is, what were some of your favourite moments um, of the week? Uh, what, what were some of the highlights, the fun uh, aspects of the week? Uh, I met Jamie Barnes from Inspired Villages and spilled wine on him by accident. Yes, <laughs> he's still he's still red, telling that red story. Red or white? Red or white? Red, and then ah. he cleaned it up with my white, so I was helpful in that case. <laughs> Everyone yeah. else? Yeah, yeah, climb Vigora fans, <laughs> because on Monday evening, the Mipim venue decided to close early and we were having like an introductory event in our EG pavilion. So I wasn't able to get through. So I had to climb over the fence to be there on time. <laughs> two, can I, can I have two? I'm going to have two. First, <laughs> a Snickers dessert that I had in New York, New York, which changed me on a cellular and spiritual <laughs> level. <laughs> and two until I wasn't not going to mention it and two um over a, a bottle of rosé um in Akanksha and Shante's Airbnb <laughs> Shante Spotify DJ'd for us and played the most amazing old school hip hop and R&B and I was just completely floored by it if you think what I post on Twitter <laughs> is good what um the the jams that she broke out were <laughs> next level that was my that was my yeah i concur that was definitely a highlight i'm glad you mentioned the snickers dessert as well because i was going to say food i was going to say that it was, it was a great food week we had, I've had a lovely brunch um with nubine actually evelina and i both went to that brunch that was brilliant um yeah and lots of good food and lovely sun it was so nice to be in the sun for for a week and you're, you're still you know you're still a relatively new team together you know uh, so I imagine it sounds like it was a real bonding experience so so what did you learn about each other that you didn't know before 
I learned that Shanti is a real neat freak sharing an Airbnb with. (laughs) (laughs) Shanti, right of reply? (laughs) I mean, I hold my hands up. It's true. I'm a self-proclaimed neat freak. Yeah, I can. I can confirm that it's true. And what? Sorry, I think you were about to say something else as well. Akanksha, what else did you learn? Oh, yeah, she always has everything you'd need. Like, I just uh, randomly asked, oh, does anyone have bandages? Yep, my bag right here. <laughs> I think so I'm somewhat the mum of the well. group. I, I, I think I've just always adopted that title. I don't know why. I, I have a Mary Poppins bag that's simultaneously, <laughs> it's kind of small, but seems to have everything in it that you may need for any eventuality, as if I was on a desert island and didn't have access to any kind of shop where I could buy all of those things. But, you know, <laughs> be prepared. Practically perfect in every way, Shante. Um, <laughs> fantastic. So yeah, it's great, great to hear that you, you all had such a fantastic time. And uh, I know you've been, you know, you will have been tired at the start of this week, but you, you must have carried that momentum with you a little bit. So so what have what have been your, what have you been writing about this week, Tim? Um, oh, Akanksha, go for it. Go on, Akanksha. Um, I wrote about Regal London acquiring a second PBSA site. So they've acquired a site for 900 PBSA beds and 220 affordable homes in um, the site that's in Old Kent Road. So, yeah, that was a good one. Um, and then Henry Boot has announced that they will be looking to invest 100 million of capital after their results came out, which were great for 2022. Um, and they'll be looking at mainly industrial investments as well as some resi. Yeah. And there was also this office in Ladbroke Grove that is up for sale with um, from Frasca Holdings um, that has potential to be turned to a PBSA site with 100 million GDV. Good stuff. And, and Shante, I know you've been writing more about the potential bottoming, bottoming out of the market. So um, yes. you've been yes. digging a bit further into that. Absolutely, yeah. So it kind of spurred from that um, the conversations I was having last week um, at MIPIM. And um, yeah, and it made for a really, really fun piece to write, actually. I think over the last few months, there's been a really negative uh, sentiment in the office investment market that has kind of been tethered to office investment. Um, And I know we've spoken about it a few times on this podcast. And I think traditionally, people are sort of looking to CAN and MIPIM to kind of, you know, make deals and that that's the time in the year when everything starts to gain some serious traction but this year I think it was more about kind of changing the sentiment towards investment um, and kind of looking at jump starting it so um, yeah so it was really interesting I mean some said now's the time um, like John Slade they were just saying we haven't seen a situation like this since the GFC um, you know it was around 07 to 09 where you could buy buildings at 6.5 to 7 percent um and then they kind of drop drastically to five in 09. So for some people, now's the time. For others, they're more cautious and they're saying it's better to wait, especially where you're, you know, in, you've got investors' money that you're dealing with. Um, it's sometimes better to be a little bit cautious. But um, it was interesting. I think sometimes there, there was a sort of sentiment that if you wait, eventually there's going to be a really, really long queue of everybody wanting to buy at the same time. Mm. And so sometimes, you know, people were saying it's a case of the early bird gets the worm, that if you're going to be the one that forges ahead at this point in time, you're going to be one of the only ones coming to the market with product at a time where everybody else is looking to invest. So it's interesting. 
I think we'll have to wait and see. Some people are, you know, erring on the side of caution um, and others are, are quite happy to just risk it all. But um, yeah, it's still it's still sort of two sides of the same coin at the moment. Uh, certainly a subject I'm sure we will return to on future episodes. And Evelina, well, what's been keeping you busy this week? Oh, I'm diving into data this week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, some interesting stats received from Carter Jonas. Uh, showing that actually the regional life sciences markets are picking up the pace as well. So uh, the developments are now coming off the ground and uh, we see a good demand with life sciences occupiers interested in the space with prices growing pretty much to the same levels as in the Oxford Cambridge arc, which hasn't been muted before. And uh, another one from Savills we have received to compare kind of the office offering and the lab offering and the premiums that we have, have to pay for labs and the reasons why do we pay those premiums. So another interesting, hopefully interesting read for our readers. Uh, yeah, and finally, Tim, uh, I know you've not been quite done with the glamorous locations. You, you've been travelling again this week. Oh, I did. I went to I went to Birmingham to get Indeed. a look at um, Digbeth Lock Studios, which is the new scheme that um, the sorry, that's my children just killing each other in the background. If any of that is making it through, <laughs> making it through onto the recording, they'll, they'll be all right. I got I got two of them. As long as one of, long as one of them survives. <laughs> long as one of them survives we'll be okay um yeah it's Stephen knight uh the peaky blinder creators um new scheme that he's been working on with time and space and the west midlands growth company um very a very cool project so construction on that started um started this week and so this won't be in it's not in this week's edition of the magazine but next week we'll have um we'll have some commentary from him andy street and um and some other people involved on on what's going on there as well as um, all of our coverage of EG's events at MIPIM, which we haven't really touched on here, but um, but it was a it was a huge week for EG out there. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a packed schedule every day. We had an amazing pavilion, um, and worth a shout out actually to our events team, Natalie, Steve, and and Michelle, without whom it literally would have would have not been not been possible. But anyway, that Absolutely. will all be in that will all be in the um, April first edition of EG. You'd be a fool to miss it. And you can you can believe you can believe everything you read in the April first edition of EG. I'm sure, uh, almost certainly, almost without question. <laughs> Good. Well, uh, no quiz this week because you're all here and you'd, you'd all know the answers. And uh, we've had we've had plenty of content to discuss anyway. Uh, so the quiz will no doubt return next week. Who will join me to compete? We will have to find out. Uh, well, I thought time. you were actually asking that for a moment there. I thought no, we were going to have to not, make a call on no, it now. Yeah. Like, Jess, come yeah. on. Who's going to have the biggest story next week? Come on, tell me. Uh, no, we will uh, we will decide that, uh, as always, uh, next week. And uh, for those of you at home, you can join us once again for another episode of EG Like Sunday Morning.